Thursday or Friday Eve, as I like to call it. Yeah. Yes. Happy Friday Eve. Yeah. How you doing? How's life? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. Yeah. It's been. Uh, gosh, is this going into three years that yeah. you graduated and I I was still at Elon? So yeah, it's been a while. But oh my gosh. life's good. Life's good. Uh, Lots, lots of things going on musically, personally, just like all, all good things. Awesome. For the audience, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Who am I? Okay. Yeah. So my name is, well, my artist name rather is Tay Steven. Um, I'm a singer songwriter based currently in Mount Vernon, Virginia. Um, go for all the Virginia folks out there listening. Um, yeah. So I... I guess I can tell you a little bit about like my background and like how I, how I got to be where I am. So I was like a singer all my life. I started mm. singing Disney princess songs when I was two, they Love have it. somewhere videos of me that are just me singing like reflection by Mulan and part of your world Ariel. I was a big little mermaid fan and I just kept, kept up with it. Um, I'm kind of really surprised that I didn't go for like America's Got Talent or something because I just really like fell in love with singing. Um, I was in choir my entire life. So fifth grade, when you could start choir at my elementary school, that was like my first singing gig. It was so exciting. My family was all excited for me. I got a solo like second year in it was like all wow. this, all the rage back in sixth grade i'll never forget uh song was called just one candle um and we held little like tea light candles yes. that were you know the little ones that light up and you can turn the battery on and off um and of course there's like 15 to like 30 other kids behind you singing with little candles on um yeah and i just kept going through middle school high school i was doing like all state and Virginia honors choir and all the different choirs that you could do. And, um, I really got into kind of like show management when I was in high school. So we used to do this thing called spring show. And it was basically like the annual dance pop show tune extravaganza that the choir would do that basically we'd like pick a theme and then we do songs all from that theme. So when I started on spring show, I actually, they had like, it was a whole they called it the pyramid thing. So it'd be like elementary schoolers would come and sing like a couple songs. The middle schoolers would come sing and then the high schoolers would do a bunch of songs. Um, so I started when I was in middle school actually, and I will never forget my first show was playlist. So it was like different songs kind of reminds me of the vibes. Um, it was different like vibes playlist. Yes, so yes. my director, he was like, Oh, let's do a, uh, let's do a, a love playlist and let's do a, uh, a breakup playlist and a road trip playlist. So there's like little playlists um, within the show, which was cool. And then when I got there in high school, he really thought I had a lot of potential as a freshman at the time. And he was like, Hey, I really think you could do well. The management team, we kind of decide like what the show theme is going to be, what kind of costumes should go into the numbers, like representatives from each choir come in and help delegate like, okay, well, this is how we're feeling. Um, so I got in on the ground running, like, freshman year, which was super unheard of, super exciting. And then, um, my director retired, which was like sad. 
But then I just kind of kept going with it. And I actually worked my way up the chain that by my senior year, I was the co-producer. Um, so it was like my little baby, um, that we did the soundtrack of life. So it was like the life of a graduate, like high school graduate. So, um, we did like, so, like we did born this way by Lady Gaga and we like, we're dancing and singing. Um, and so that's when like senior year, that was when my choir director was like, Taylor, you need to start thinking about this as like a career. And I was like, ah, that's not like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then she goes, try, try like Elon university. I was like, okay, sure. Oh. School in North Carolina. I've never heard of it. Um, and then I, I just really fell in love with it. Like I went to campus and I was like, this is where I, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the Elon tagline is like where you belong. And really I did, I like walked on campus and I felt it and I knew it. And, um, I got into the music program. I was so excited. And then when I got there, I was just full like music production. Everything that I wanted to do was like music, music, music. Um, so I, I, I met you at Limelight. That was one of my first things in college say, ever. Was how do we meet Taylor Records. Stevens? Yeah. How do we the meet? How we meet? Limelight so, Records. The Limelight Records. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think it was, I can't remember if it was org fair. We used to have like these things called departmental where you'd sit with all the music majors and they would make like announcements at the end. They'd be like, come join acapella or I'm having a show or I'm having a gig. And I think it was you that stood up and you were like, Limelight's doing this thing and you all should come like find out about it. Or maybe it was like Clay, somebody, but like, I have mm -hmm. a feeling it was you. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so cool. And I went to the interest meeting and I will never forget. It was like in Oaks, yes. I think like in yep. one of the meeting rooms mm -hmm. and I came up and I was like one of the first people there. And I was like, oh my gosh, where do I sign in? And you were just probably looking at me like this girl is like, so eager beaver my gosh yes um, i was <laughs> and, and that's that was like that history being made right there like i stayed i remember sitting like towards the back i took notes and i remember that they kind of introduced all the exec board and it was like this is the vice president of management and i was like oh my gosh i know them i know them um didn't at the time but like little did i know here we'd be this day being like i knew them when mm -hmm. um and yeah, I, I like, I think I came up to you after and was like, I'm interested in being a manager. Yeah. I signed up to be like a manager yeah. and you kind of walked me through the ropes for like, here's how like you do meeting minutes and here's how you do like all this other stuff. And this is what we try to do. Like you should be like, here's how you should run your meetings and just all this advice you gave me, which I'm so appreciative that you did. And then, um, you, I think it was like, like, somebody wasn't doing their meeting minutes and you asked them to look at like mine as an example. And then you were like, Hey, I would love if you would help me like be my assistant to the VP. Yes. And I remember yes. I was over the moon. I was taking, we had like managers meetings mm -hmm. and I'd be taking minutes mm -hmm. and I'd be mm -hmm. like, here you go, boss. Here's what you asked. Like blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah. And then like ever since then, and then like, Honestly, it was, you, it was just uh, limelight. you saved my ass many times. I will say <laughs> you were wonderful. I think I remember the time in Oaks when I first met you and it was like a bunch of people. I think I have a video of like all the people coming in for the interest meeting. And then you were yeah. the one engaging with the camera and like waving and really enthusiastic. And I was thinking, who's this first year that's like really interested in the arts? And then when you came up to me and asked me about management, I immediately was 
just taken back. I was like, no one else came up to me that day to talk about that. Um, and Aww. just something about you kind of stood out. And there were many opportunities throughout our time together at Elon that I thought, um, who would be best to help me out with this? Who would be really organized um, just to be able to like support me in every way I can. And you were always the first to come to mind. So Aww. yeah, even with, um, I asked you to help me with my directing scene in my junior yes. year for my class. Oh and my gosh. I remember no one else, like it wasn't really necessary to have a stage manager on the show, but I was doing 20 million other things and yep. I needed support. And I thought, you know, let me ask someone who would love to do this, would have a great time, would get to experience something random um and you were overjoyed to help me out and i yes. you know i did really well in that class and you know i would not <laughs> have been you know as organized or stress-free as i was without your support so you Aww, have been absolutely amazing and oh, seeing you do nice. your arrangements and singing has always blown me away so i've just been you know in love with your yes. talent and all the work you do and you're kind of like a, th Aww, a triple threat thank you. i would say you're like a manager Aww, thank an artist you. A singer so you That's got all funny of it going that you on. say that but mm -hmm. it's funny that you say that because I think, do you remember Drew Rabbits? I think his yeah. name was, that yeah. was in your directing scene. Okay. He, because he had seen how well I was working with you as a stage manager, he asked me to be in his directing scene, but acting in it Whoa. like years late. I think I want to say it was, I want to say it was soft my sophomore year. So it probably would have been your senior year yeah. because it wasn't like junior year. I always like think I was used the like, okay, COVID hit in junior spring for me. So like it wasn't, it wasn't before that. Maybe it was like junior fall. So it, it could have been then. Um, but yeah, he asked me to be in his scene, which is funny because I actually, um, something that some people may like, I tell some people, but I don't always, um, I actually used to think I was going to be like a Broadway musical star for like years Aww. that was what I thought my track was going to be because I like studied I took private acting lessons for a little bit um oh, wow I had yeah yeah okay. yeah okay show off okay <laughs> that's awesome yeah and I ended up I think what's great about the directing scenes is you can really grab anyone from any major any program and be like hey yeah. you're jumping in to work on my scene I got Jason Dunn who I don't think ever really acted yeah and he was a part of my directing scene um so that was just an I awesome experience that. to really do that in there but what yeah. a small world very yeah really I'm glad uh, Drew found you after all that time and pulled you back into the fold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gosh. absolutely. You can live out your little Broadway dreams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but it's funny because like that, like you said, I live out my little Broadway dreams. Like I would do that and then I do like voice performances for departmental. So it was like, there you go. <laughs> there you Shoot, go. Pop star living the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have a oh favorite memory of us, of a time of us together? Do you have a, a memory of us? A memory. See, I'm like, I, okay. <laughs> I think, so I remember, I want to say it was Easter and you're going to laugh. So I remember that I like, I'm super into my religious life. And I remember that you told me, that you and I like shared the same faith. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but, um, I had 
a friend that was like in my church group at Elon and we were going to the chapel like late at night, like during Easter. And you were like, I kind of want to go. Like, I don't know what it's like to go do this. Do you remember this? I remember and this. she grabbed, she, we went in her van and we went to the chapel and we just sat there and just like sat with each other, which was so like, Oh my gosh. I, I, like that, that, that's one that's one was of that my favorites patients or something adoration. Like, oh, adoration yeah adoration yeah okay. yeah no, but it's... it was like all the little like christmas lights out and yes. then like all the the um i think they had like some some music going too or somebody was singing um i can't that remember amazing. it's like before it was before covid so it's all like really foreign mm -hmm. now like doesn't doesn't seem the same anymore but um yeah i remember that's that's probably like that ties with the other memory I have is okay. I, I had asked you, like you had done, um, for my studio techniques, one of my projects, you were on the like shaker ah! for my, um, <laughs> studio tech, pro but that's yes. not the memory. That's, I okay. mean, that's another memory, but that wasn't the memory. The other memory was, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I was asking you like, would you come sing with us at Easter? Yes. And you were like, yes. And I remember <laughs> that. You were just like, I don't know anybody, but then you knew like Emily Trainer, and mm -hmm. we were like, oh my gosh, yay. And I still have like the videos of all of us singing and you're just like going to town. You were like, yes. And I think you even asked me if you could bring the shaker. And I was like, I mean, I don't know if we're going to have a microphone to pick that up, but you're more than happy to. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I, I remember that. That was a fun moment, like getting up at, what was it? Like 9am in the morning to come sing with you. And we were that just like jamming. Day. I will say, that was I think incredible. I, so to be honest, so the first thing, um, you always connected me and there were times where I was at my lowest and you really brought me back up. So when it comes to faith and everything, I've been a little bit back and forth, um, with it. I definitely, now I see myself as more of a spiritual person where I yeah. kind of just go with the flow. I go, I'm a worshiper of vibes is how <laughs> I think there about you it. Go. Um, but back yes. in the day, like in school, um, I didn't really have a community or anyone to connect with. And when I first started connecting, with you i remember there were times when we were in your dorm room in global tbt um oh my and gosh <laughs> talk about life we would talk about faith and understanding and then that day i think um remind me is it adoration how do i say it again adoration uh, yeah adoration there we go i yeah. remember i think i was like in a really bad spot that day and when you mentioned that this was a thing that you were going to i thought that you know i just needed to kind of sit in silence and think with myself and be in a place of worship and be around people that cared about me so you really kind of picked me up and i think after that day i kind of like i felt a lot better i was doing a lot better um so you really like you got me it was really like uh, it you just kind of like changed oh, my life so sweet the same oh my with gosh Easter. you're too sweet i've you always loved singing sweet. that's so nice but when you asked me to join the the choir for Easter, I was like, yeah, I'm interested. Um, I will say, like, I did <laughs> avoid CCM, like, my whole four years just because I was scared and I, like, didn't, I wasn't yeah. really sure. But um, everyone in the group was so accepting and so wonderful. Um, 
And it just felt really great to be back singing. And, you know, since then, I, I remember like I was in chorale for a little bit and I loved it. And I was like, yes. I should have done singing all four years. I remember the uh, one of the directors of CCM was like, oh, so you're a senior. And we heard we could have had you since freshman year. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I've been hiding. But I couldn't find my voice and you helped me find my voice. So you have just Aww. been a wonderful person in my life that's really changed everything about me and how I think so oh thank gosh yeah. getting deep thank you yeah. so much yeah, oh my deep. gosh but like you also like you also changed my life too because like I wouldn't like it's exactly like you said about connecting like I wouldn't have had you not taken me in like that first year in limelight I don't know where I would have been because mm -hmm. I feel like it's just like I've always heard this idea that I I vibe with the idea that like people come into your life for a reason, you know, and like, regardless, like, that's just how I felt with you like that. You connected me and it's all about those connections. Like you get that first step. And then like, once I got my experience in limelight, like, I don't know if you know this, but they looked at that. My, like when I applied for my internship with like CCM to be like one of the like music directors, like help out. Like that's the experience they were looking at. They were like, well, you manage an oh. artist in limelight. So like, I wouldn't have gotten that had it not been for you helping me like grow in a management role and like learn how to deal with people. Like that's so true, just in general in life too, but like ultimately. So thank you. Thank Aww. you for helping me grow. Aww. You're going to make me cry. Uh, this is going to be the so deepest wonderful. episode. These are it's deep so vibes. Deep, deep vibes. We're deep starting vibes. 2022 on some deep, <laughs> deep vibes. Exactly. Oh um, let's, uh, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. I want to know what okay. your favorite song is right now. Let's swap a bop. Okay, swap a bop. So I, I have many favorite songs, mm. so it's hard for me to pick one. Okay. But uh, one that I've really been vibing with right now, um, it's this artist named Dylan Dunlap. So he actually came. I don't know if you were there when he came, but he came to Elon and I don't remember for the life of me what song he sang when he was there. But um, he I like went over the summer to Nashville to like explore Ooh. where my future was going to be. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe. And I saw he was performing. So I went back and saw him perform. And he just recently released this like new song called Get More Rest. Super cool. It's like mellow vibe, but it's very it, like it's just real. I think the biggest part of him as an artist and for me, the way I vibe with him is like he just speaks to like this this state of being that you're like wow i really i like feel this and it just you're like ah oh! and his vocal harmonies are top notch so another another part of that vibe but yeah okay. what about you what's a good bop Ooh. what's a good bop i should listen to what's a good bop Ooh. damn i'm all over the place here uh-oh give me a second i'm hearing some static no worries um, let's see oh i've been on a weird okay I'm going to do this one. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so I've been watching this TV show. It's called Emily in Paris. It's on Netflix. Okay, yeah. Super awesome. Yes, I've Definitely heard of it. check it out. Um, but there's a lot of good music in there. And there's one, I'm probably going to butcher the French. I should be better at French, but alas, here I am. Um, it's called like <laughs> Fils d'Or. It's, it's like okay. I-L-S space D apostrophe O-R. 
that is what the song is called. It's very, you know, fun, floaty, good vibes. Like you definitely picture yourself running around in Paris having a great okay. time. Um, so I okay. like that one. It's by Burning Peacocks. Um, okay. But it's very interesting. Um vibing with that i would definitely check out the show um i'm also super vibing with uh the weekend's new album or his new okay yeah ep album i don't know um but it's just a lot of like synth wave dark wave vibes you can be driving and it's like kind of spooky and um he based it kind of like within a radio show so the whole album is like a radio show it feels like um and you have like there's like in the songs itself there will be um like interludes where it's like selling you something and you're just like this is random him, but i guess it fits um but yeah. he's got really like a lot of good songs on there so i would check that whole album out too yeah. okay i will yeah. good vibes <laughs> good vibes good vibes um, speaking of vibes we're gonna go ahead and jump in to my game okay it's called what's your vibes <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> all right so question number one what are three things you can't live without okay family would be number one okay um chocolate because I, I really just cannot i can't i can't do it it's just too hard without without chocolate in my life um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say music because really okay. i can't like i need music to vibe in like i vibe in like church music when i'm at church i vibe in like work like when i like want to sit down and focus on something i like put music on so i i can't i can't live without that okay i like it i like it all right. Next one. What is one thing people don't know about you? Some people might not know that I actually got the chance to perform in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival when I was 16. Yeah, 16. I know. I thought of when I saw pictures of you going, I thought of you because I love that so much. Scotland is incredible. Love it. Love the Fringe Festival. Um, saw some of the weirdest shows in my life, but some of the best like art ever in scotland Mm -hmm. that french Mm -hmm. festival is incredible highly recommend yes i highly recommend as well yes that's such a that's so random i'm surprised i didn't know that about you yeah you you didn't no No, well it was so we did like when i was in theater um we got nominated to go as a high school so i was one of the spelling bee spellers from 25th annual putnam county spelling Ah. bee so I was, I was eliminated very early on, but I was a farm girl. So I had like a, like a red flannel and jeans that were, had little like patches on them. Um, and then I, we each had to have like a prop and I had a stuffed animal pig. And like, to this day, I still have that. It's my Scotland pig because it's traveled over at, like around the world with me. So oh my gosh, fun yeah. facts. For anyone who's not aware, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is about a month long and it's a combination of like arts, music, some dance, some comedy and the whole festival all across the town of Edinburgh. It's super fun. Um, I went there two years ago with my friend's dance company, Chloe Castor Dance Company. We're actually trying to go back this August. um, And we're going later. We went in the beginning of the month and now we're trying to go to the end just so we can get the feel because it definitely picks up. I don't remember when you went, but it picks up like towards the end, like in the middle because everyone's coming to the fringe. It's always super crowded. Um, Yeah, absolutely. If you're a a lover of arts, music, any of that sort, like this is the festival for you. Um, Definitely like come see as many shows as you can. You're not going to be able to see everything. That's the big thing. But you'll get to experience so many new things. That's huge. Yes. All right. Back to the game. Yes. (laughs) Would you rather see the future or change the past? 
I'm actually going to say change the past because I feel like part of the, well, okay. Cause part of the thing is if you want to see the future, then you it kind of gets boring. Like, you know what to expect, but if you can change the past and there's something like, I wouldn't maybe necessarily go changing like super big things in the past, but like, if you know, little things that you want to change, I I feel like that, that to me is my answer. I'm sticking with it. I like it. I like it. Very intriguing. Uh, are you watching any TV shows right now or movies? Do you have a favorite, favorite one? So I just saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Hey! I won't, I won't spoil. No spoilers. Loved it. Yeah. No spoilers. Spoiler <laughs> free zone. It. We'll talk about it you later. You saw it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was incredible. Um, loved every minute of it. Cried so hard. Um, probably. And then TV shows. I also Hawkeye is big, but now yes. I'm into, um, book of Boba Fett. Book okay. of Boba Fett has been super intriguing. Uh, um, highly recommend. It's definitely, it kind of started out a little slow, but it makes sense. Cause you know, I mean, it's these big, like comic, like, well, for Marvel, it's always comic. And then like star Wars, like it's these big universes, you know, they got to set things up. So I get the little oh. bit. So, but it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Okay. I have to check it out. I watched the Mandalorian. Loved it. Um, I watched yeah. Hawkeye. I like to call it the Kate yes. Bishop show. That's uh, yes. my version. <laughs> Love Haley. I vibe. I vibe with Kate Bishop on mm-hmm. a whole nother level. Yes. Let's go. Love her so much. Love that. Are you a Marvel or DC person? It sounds like I already know the answer. You want to say it? Marvel. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 I will say, I will say, uh, DC, like love wonder woman. I think okay. God, I think it's Gal Gadot. Yeah. I think that's how you say her name. Yep. If it's not, I'm so Gal sorry, Gadot. but yeah, I, I love her. I think she does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so love that. Okay. Not as hype about the rest of DC as I am with Marvel, but same. Do you have a yeah. favorite Marvel movie? Endgame. Well, okay. Oh. Well, see, now that I've seen No Way Home, mm-hmm. it's like That's... a toss-up. But yes. my my original, like, since 2019, even even like until I saw No Way Home, was definitely um, Endgame. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I'm excited for the multiverse of madness. I'm really looking yes. forward to that one. Um, yes. During quarantine, I watched all the Marvel movies in order. Um, yes. And it just kind of take like took over my life. And now I'm obsessed. And now I'm like <laughs> on all the webs looking at the details. Oh, yeah. Just finding out everything. So I'm no, ready. But I, but I feel that I'm so one of my good friends actually. Um, so she lived in Israel for 10 years. So she didn't see any like pop culture. Like she hasn't seen star Wars. She hasn't seen Harry Potter. She hasn't seen Marvel. So I said, you need to get like into Marvel with me because I need another person to like feel up because I have you, but, Mm -hmm. and I have like other people, but I need like more people to like hype up when like multiverse of madness, you know, comes out and she goes, well, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, I'm not, I'm not huge in it. Like I, I fall asleep during movies. I don't think I'm going to be that engaged. And I was like, okay, watch the first Iron Man with me and then we'll talk. And I kid you not, we watched the second Iron Man movie that same night. Cause she was asking me like 10 billion questions. Um, so currently we're like, the, the goal is, is that she'd like to be able to see the multiverse of madness premiere with me, like, and be caught up. So she is doing like two movies every every day or like what like a movie and like an episode of marvel tv like in order every single day so that way she can catch up on time it's hilarious but it's also the best thing ever to like relive this and then watch her reactions you know like you know those first time Mm -hmm. like the first like you never i was thinking about that 
And I see this meme all the time of like, you never get that vibe back. You never get that first moment where you're like, oh my gosh, this happened. And I want it back. And seeing her get that for the first time, some of these, it just takes me back all the time. And I'm like, this is what I live for. Like, yes, absolutely. It's incredible. That whole vibe, just the nostalgia of seeing it for the first time and it becoming your entire life. Yes, exactly. I'm going to jump into the music section of the What's yes. Your Vibes. I want to know, okay. has your taste in music changed over the years? If so, how? I would say it's definitely widened. Not okay. that I not that I feel like it was ever like broad, but I think that I grew up listening to like, you know, you get like nursery rhymes and you're a kid and then you have like kind of those like elementary school songs and like kids, kids bop. Um, but then like, I really, I love pop music. I'm also super into acapella music. I don't know why that just like, maybe it's cause of my choir background. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like wasn't always huge into country. And for some reason now I like love Zach Brown, man. Like, I don't know what it is. I only have one song by them, so I don't know why. But that's the one song that I'm just like, yes, comes on. And I am screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, Not really screaming, but like, you know, it's just, it's a vibe. Um, But yeah, I'd say like, I also, I mean, I've always been in a Broadway too. So I think that was kind of an always thing. But definitely like I've I've gotten more into jazz, more appreciation for jazz. Um, Like trying to think of other R and B. I think I've also gotten a lot, like a little bit more into as I've gotten older. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely widened. That's awesome to hear. Very nice. Yeah. What kind of music is your favorite to perform? (sighs) I want to say, I know this answer, but now looking at your face, what do you think? think... Well, what do you think? What do you think the answer is? Well, like choral and acapella. Like I feel like I saw you performing all those and you had so much fun and your Yeah. I'm a big, I I think I'm a bit, well, so like that, that I got started with that in high school that I was super big in arrangements because I fell in love with like when I would hear a good group, Voctive. I don't know if you've ever heard of Voctive. I've not. They are, oh, that, that's a swap of bop right there. Um, (laughs) that they are, but they're so like, that's, that's, I think what I always envisioned when I would think about like performing a choir or like acapella piece is that group. And so hearing them do it, like as professionals that actually like get paid to like go and perform and tour these songs and to see them succeeding kind of like, like pentatonics and the sing off, although like that generation of, of music, I feel like that inspired me to want to perform that way. But I think as I kind of got older and started to develop more as an artist, I got more into broad well broadway was always i feel like a thing for me as far as performing because i always thought i'm going to be a broadway like i i want to be on broadway i want to be able to like act sing dance do the whole thing and then i think now even though you would say choral like choral's probably still still up there but i think pop music for sure now okay. like that's especially now that i've grown into being an artist i feel like that's where i'm at mm-hmm. i love it I love it. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you performed live? Do you know? Um, so I had to, I gave my senior voice performance was probably the last time I performed live just for people because like COVID everything Mm. being shut down. Um, like we, when COVID hit, we, like I had, 
I had, I was going to do selections from like an opera chorus before COVID. And then of course it hit, we went home. And then, um, in the fall, we were really fortunate that like we figured out ways to try to safely perform. So I got to do, um, songs from Billy Joel. Um, and then my senior spring was probably the last time that I like performed live since the pandemic, like, or like, well, yeah, it'd be, it'd be, I did the Billy Joel songs and then senior spring. That's like the last time I performed live. So that was like six months ago. Yeah. My senior, um, senior voice performance, which was Adam's family pulled. Um, cause I always wanted to be Wednesday when I was in high school and we had done Adam's family. So yes. it was like my, my they final like dream come true. Direction. Yep. I think, were you there when I, I did can't. that? My first, I did it in like 29 or d- was it right after you graduated? Sad face. I think it was right Sad after face. you graduated that I yeah. had that. Yeah. Yeah. I but I, I got that. to do it again. They like, they were like, can you like my voice to you was like, okay, we're going to do this thing for all the seniors and we're going to ask them to do like what they think their like favorite song was over the course of their voice lesson, like journey and, and like years at Elon. And I was like, I got to do pulled. I got to do pulled. Like that's the one. Cause I, I always, I feel like that's the one I was most confident. That's the one that I, and especially because like one of the lines in it is I don't have a sunny disposition and I always get the biggest chuckle because somebody in the audience knows me every single time and they just crack up laughing because they know that I have like a sunny disposition and like I will never line. forget <laughs> that that's like the first line. Yeah. And usually it's like a bunch of la- like all of my friends are just like cackling because they're like, this is so not Taylor. Um, Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for playing my game. Yes. What's your vibes? I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's fun. Um I want to go ahead and talk about your new album that's coming out tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow? Yes. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Literally Let's like go. three hours. It's gonna be unforgettable. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Yep. I see what you did there. Thank you. I see so what tell you did me there. where did this album come from? Tell me more. Yeah. So I Okay. Deep vibes again, but like, it's, it's how it is, you know, it's like where we get our inspiration. So Mm -hmm. I, um, I always thought I was going to be a songwriter. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to write songs. And I was like, kind of toying around with some lyrics when I was like in college, like sophomore year. And, um, then my grandma, uh, was diagnosed with dementia, which Mm -hmm. is like super, super it's like difficult in different ways for different people. So it's just so random at like what it does when it does it. Um, and you know, it, it really hit me like right before COVID, um, that she just was not like, it's not grandma anymore. You know, it's like, she doesn't remember all these things that like I remember and like all these moments and it just really like, there'd be just days where I, get really sad and think about like, Oh my gosh, like what's going to happen if, and it really pushed me to write because I feel like, you know, a lot of songs on the radio or a lot of songs like out there and streaming, it's like a breakup song or a love song, but like, there's no song that describes kind of how that is for somebody going through that with a loved one or like a, a friend or a family member. Um, and so I really wanted to write that. I wanted to be able to, like, I feel like my, I've always told myself that I feel like my purpose is to like help people with my voice, whether that's like speaking or singing or 
some way, like if I can use my voice, that's like what I want to do. So I was like, I'm going to write this song. I, I was going through a lot like of emotions, trying to figure out like how I was going to process this. And that was when unforgettable. The title track was like created. I just sat and wrote and I didn't, I don't know if I ever said, like, I, I don't know if people realize I didn't tell her or my granddad that I wrote it for her until like a week before it was being released as my debut single. And it was so like, they knew I was recording an album, but I didn't tell them, like, I told them a couple of songs. I'd be like, Oh, mom's song or like, Oh, this song. And like, I can't even tell you how, special it was for me that we sat her down and like played it for her and we printed out the lyrics and she and my granddad were just bought like we couldn't even all of us couldn't get through it because we were just so emotionally like bawling and hugging each other and like holding hands um and that to me was like this is what i like this that's the feeling that when i was writing all these songs i was like this is what i'm going for this is what i'm going for and to have that come true was so moving to me that it just like it kept pushing me and like thinking about it. I think I told my mom, like I read her the song, um, before I actually recorded it and kind of like sang a little bit for her. And she started tearing up and was like, you have to do this. Like you have to keep going with this. And so I did. So that was like, my thing was I would find, we had like, we had a bunch of like, I was obviously a music production major in college. So we would have classes on like songwriting. And one of the things I think I learned is you you get inspired and you write these kind of albums, these songs from moments. Like it's not necessarily like one, one like year of your life or like, like it's a moment in time that you're just like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's happening to me. This is what I'm going to write about. So like at that moment, I was feeling like I needed to cope with what was going on with her condition. And like, it, it just, like helps and and just to to hear so like when I released it I released it on her birthday because I was like this just seems grandma is the one that was always like I kid you not this woman was front row at every concert every show every award ceremony like elementary to 12th grade like senior year of high school even like college like that she was right there in the front row and she inspired me because she was a music major when she was in college and she like always wanted me to keep singing always wanted to keep like playing piano playing guitar and to like give that to her as a birthday gift and like to have her like register that it was for her just was absolutely so incredible um so that's that's like where the inspiration for the album the album came from and like the original title song and I think like the other songs, it's, it's really just, like I said, it's like moments where you just feel something. So like player two, um, one of my other singles, that's already out. It was me being really, I, I say homesick. Cause it's like my friends that I was one of my friends that I wrote it about was down at Elon with me at the time. So it's not like hundred percent homesick, but it's that like feeling of like, you know, we were all isolated. Like we were all in quarantine. We were all like away from each other. And, you know, you just look back at like photos and I'm like, Oh my God, I remember this time that like the first, like the first line of the song, remember the times we broke down walls literally is about the fact that 
the one of the girls that I wrote the song about, we were science fair, like project partners. Mm -hmm. And our project was like building like structures for like houses to be like, what kind of house should you build? And we were like, what if you did one made of glass? And what if you did one made of wood versus like tile? And like, we literally built little like cubes and just smashed, like had a drop stand and we would drop bricks. And it was like, oh my God, the house, the house wall is crashed. Like we would, we would make jokes like that. And that like, that's where that comes from. But it's like those moments that I remember. And it was in that moment writing it that I was like, oh my God, I miss being with people. Like I miss being with my friends that I've, I've known like so many years. Um, yeah. So it, it's just really like moments. Okay. Tell me a little moments. bit about the creative process. Did you start with the lyrics? Did you start with the instrumental? Where did it come together? So I think it varies a lot for me by song. Like okay. unforgettable was very much the lyrics because, you know, like that's what I was going through with her. Like that's, that's like, I needed to process that myself first before I could make music to it. Cause I had to be able to write out like, what was I feeling? Um, the funny story is so player two, um, I don't know if you remember Fred Johnson. He is one of the yeah, great of Elon professors that we had, Fred. um, Fred and clay and Fred. Dr. Coleman. I can never call him his first name. Um, <laughs> so I was in a class, um, studio techniques too. And since we had just gotten sent home for COVID, they, mm. Professor Johnson was like, why don't you do for your final projects, make a song or a musical piece, but don't use any instruments. Like you cannot make the sounds. What? You could have one instrument. You could have one instrument and it could not be the lead of the track. So it was literally like, I look like a crazy person. I'm like jumping on sewer grates, like with my feet, having the phone on the ground. Like I'm walking my dog. I'm sitting there like recording my grandma's ceiling fan. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's a nice, like hi-hat sound. Yes. Let's go. Like that's what, but then it came together and somebody in my class goes, Oh my gosh, this sounds like a Nintendo game. Like, it sounds like it should be the 8-bit <laughs> soundtrack of a Nintendo yes. game. And that's where I got, like, I, I got inspired by that. And I, like, used the, you know, the, like, on a Mac, you have, like, the charging sound when it plugs in. It's like an A. And it's like, do, do. Mm -hmm. I just, like, did that. Layered it a couple times. So I had, like, a chord. That was my synth. Wow. Um, but, but, like, so I got that inspiration. And then when I was making the album... I was like, oh, I need my, like, I need another song or like, I want to write another song. And I had that. And I was like, oh, I should turn this. So I like wrote out the chords that I had like placed in there with the funky, like sewer great bass drum that I had. And like the bass guitar that I like made from like pounding my fist or like blowing on a bottle. Like, Incredible. Um, and then when I did that, when I like, I took that like feedback of someone being like, Oh, it sounds like an eight bit soundtrack. I said, Oh my gosh, what if I like, that was when I was missing my friends. And that's when it all kind of started to fall together that I wrote the lyrics about missing my friends. So like that, when the music came first and then the lyrics, but like the lyrics came first for unforgettable. So I I'd say it really just depends like on the, the song itself and like the topic. Cause some topics are going to be very like lyrical and some are going to be more like fun or spontaneous. So the music might like come first in that sense. Did you mostly put this album together throughout the quarantine or was it a little bit after graduation? Um, so I 
the overall process, I would say the a lot of the writing took place like summer of 2019 going into like spring of like early spring or winter, like 2021. So like January, February timeframe, like a year ago, I was probably finishing the last couple songs um, for writing and like chords and everything like that. Um, I started to like, I wrote unforgettable first. And then I think the next one I wrote was patterns, which is one of the newer ones. It's not out yet. Or like, it's going to be oh. out. It's crazy. Cause it's going to be out. Um, but like, I, I wrote that like when I was in Nashville and I was just feeling kind of like lost where I was right then in my relationship. And I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Like, it just felt like a weird, weird vibe. And uh, I just wrote about it that I was like, I don't know. I feel weird. Um, and then I, I like, I was, I kept writing and I kept like going through like chords, but I didn't actually start recording until like January of 2021. Cause like by the time I was like starting, I, like I, I take that back. I started recording some like February, like last week of February, first week of March in 2020. And I was like, this is going to be so awesome. And then of course we were like, <laughs> we're going home. And it was like, well, <laughs> darn, <Stinks>. that stinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wanted, uh, like Elon, we're so fortunate to have such nice equipment that I was like, Hey, you know, like learn a little bit, be able to, you know, use great, great equipment. So I kind of waited for that also because like there was lots of work to be done, like school wise once, uh, once quarantine started. So, you know, didn't, didn't have as much time for the recording process and like setting it up as I wanted. So I kind of waited on that. Um, but the, the songs, like everything was done, um, like May of 2021, June of 2021, other than like final, like master's review. And then, um, then it, it came on to like being graphic design time and like marketing, social media, everything. That part of the album process was, was definitely the la latter I half. I love the, last, the color like, scheme months. that you use for your marketing. Thank you. Very cohesive. Thank you. Very nostalgic. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's the vibe of this album for me is like, I, like I think about when I'm writing these kind of like release posts or like talking about what the songs are about that, you just throw yourself back into this nostalgia of like, why did I do this? Why did I like want to talk about this? And I think again, it, it plays back into that idea for me that all of this is me trying to help people with my voice. So like, what can I say that may help somebody? And yeah. like thinking about like the concept for unforgettable is like on a fridge. Cause I, like, I'm sure we all have this relative in our family that they have just a fridge covered in like pictures head to toe that you're like, Oh, gosh look at you when you were five and like look at you when you were 10 and you were getting this or whatever award and like great pictures that I wish would go away forever like Same. or yeah um but but like my grandma was that person that would do that and so actually fun fact if you look at the single cover for unforgettable um you can see her handwriting where it says I love you a lot and that's actually Aww. her handwriting that my graphic designer at the time like helped put on there. I have to give mad credit to Heather Nelson. She was incredible that she did that. Um, wow. Just like, yeah, like, but that's like you, you said the nostalgia, like for me, that's especially with that song. It's like looking back at my memories with her, like all of her, I like, I still have probably almost every card she wrote me like, when I was like a birthday or Easter or even she, she's the one that would send me Valentine's day cards. It was the sweetest thing. Like, 
12 years in a row that like I didn't have any Valentine. She was my Valentine because she had a little card that she'd get me. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, my God. Incredible. Well, I can't wait to hear it. It's out tomorrow. It's on what platforms? Where can I find Unforgettable? Everything. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, like Snapchat, Instagram, every everything that has a streaming capability that's where I'm told it'll be. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I can't wait to hear. I want to close yes. it out with some advice. So I want to know um, yes. about biggest really, um, you know, with everything going on with the pandemic, like what are some ways that you are practicing self-care? Like how do you show up for yourself and how do you take care of Taylor? Yes. Yes. Hey, no, that's a, that's a great, I mean, that's so great in this time because you know, we're, we're not necessarily, especially like when we started the pandemic, we were all in our bubbles of like, mm-hmm. if you were living alone, you were alone. Cause you were quarantining by yourself. Or like, if you're with certain people, like you were quarantining with them. Um, so I think it's important to talk about self-care. One of my friends like sent me a graphic the other day is like self-care looks different to people. So like some people are like, Oh, this is what self-care looks like. Like this, but, but it's not like, I would say my best piece of advice for self-care is like do what's best for you. And like, it sounds kind of cliche. It sounds, but, but like, that's, that's the way it is. So like, if your self-care is like going for a run, like some people don't find that self-care at all. Some people are like, I don't want to run ever in my life, but they, but like some people, they want to run like five miles. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, I'm not, I'm not a runner, but I do. I love going on walks. Like I'll go with my mom and like five o'clock in the afternoon. So I'll like go for a walk, talk about my day with my mom. Like, Oh, what happened? You know, today? Oh, well I did this. Like mom, what happened with you at work? Oh, I did this. Like you just, you just get that out. But then also like, for me, it's that nice walk that like, okay, great. We're done talking. I put in music and like, I walk and listen to music. Um, that's like one way I self-care. Another way is like, watch my favorite TV show. Like I, I do like Marvel shows or I'll do like a movie, like usually a comedy, um, just random. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the show whose line is it anyway. That's Mm -hmm. another great vibe that I love watching. Um, the remake and the original, um, cause yeah, but yeah, I would say the biggest advice is like, just like, uh, it sounds cliche, but do you, because only you're going to know what's best for you. And I think like somebody, so so somebody was talking with me about this the other day that I said, one of the biggest like moments of self-care again, going back to nostalgia and all you can see, like I get this like nostalgic vibe. I don't know why, but I do that. So one of the ways that I took self-care literally this last weekend. So like I said earlier, I can't live without family. My grandparents actually live like across the street from me, which is so cool. Cause I can like be with them. And like, especially for my grandma, all the like meaningfulness that the song is, is it just means a lot to be able to like walk over and be like, hi. Um, so my grandpa like saved, I swear he saved every photo. I told my mom and dad that I'm probably the most documented child in history because I have a picture of like every single, like literally every day of my life. Wow. Um, like it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're at like 10 photo albums filled and that doesn't even like, that's like birth to like 10. Um, but so I, I took some self-care this weekend that, you know, my granddad, he's like taking care of my grandma full time and he still works. I'm like 85 and thriving. Yes, grandpa. Um, 
and he like doesn't have a lot of time for himself. And like, obviously with dementia, there gets to be a point that, you know, you start like hallucinating. So my grandma doesn't necessarily, she can't necessarily process and like talk about things anymore. Like she's like, Oh, these two boys are in front of me. And we're like, what two boys, you know, like that. So Mm. my granddad, like he doesn't have a lot of time to himself. And so I think one of the biggest things of self-care for me, I realize I'm like rambling. (laughs) One of the biggest self-care things that I did this weekend was, so he had like this big project that he wanted to do over Christmas that he wanted to give all of the, my mom's one of four. He wanted to give every single family, all of their like childhood photos that my grandma had kept because he's like, you know, someday like you're going to want these. What if you don't have them? So he like started at Christmas trying to like hand out all these photos, but they weren't sorted. They were in this like big, huge tub that he had. And it's like a, like a full, like two gallon, three gallon, like huge tub and all like dozens of years worth of photos. Like you're talking probably like 1980s to early, like 2010. And he was like really stressed. He was like, Oh my gosh, I want to do this. But like, I don't think I'm gonna have the time. And I kid you not, I sat down for three and a half hours on Saturday and just sat with him, like went through the photos. We're like, Oh, okay. This is like so-and-so's family. This is like this grandchild. This is this person, blah, 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 blah. And a, I'm a big organization person. So I love organizing things. So that was like a dream come true to be like, Oh my gosh, I get to do all this. But then I think the other self-care for me was seeing his reaction and like getting the endorphin rush of him, like crying, being like, Oh my gosh, this is all done. And then he got to talk about his life. He's like, Oh my God, this is the photo of my mom's house. Like when I was in Nebraska and like, this is like my uncle's house. And he was like this person and this is what he did for a living. And like, I miss him. And he would always tell me, and I'm like sitting there like, Oh my gosh. And he like was writing down like on the photos, what the photo was of. So he could like capitalize on the memory. And it was so sweet. So touching, so touching that I, took all the photos that he had given me that day. And I just started like going through with my parents that we were like, Oh my gosh, do you remember when I did this? Oh my gosh, look, that's me stepping on a beat. Here's me crying after I'd realized that it stung me. Like all those moments, you know, that's my self care, like serving others. And like, again, that voice, like I'm very, very like all encompassing full circle kind of vibe that, that I have, I think, but that, yeah, I would say long and short of it is like, That's not necessarily like what I just said probably won't resonate with a bunch of people, but it might resonate with another bunch of people. And I would say just, you have to do what's best for you. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Anytime. I'm so happy to catch up with you. When I saw that you were releasing an album, I thought it would be a perfect kind of segue to being like, Hey, how you been? want to come on the show so i'm really happy that you said yes um yes yeah i want to close it out i just want to know like do you have anything like any final thoughts any final advice anything you want to share with the audience the listeners besides that unforgettable comes out tomorrow on all streaming platforms (laughs) on all streaming platforms um i would just say just like don't underestimate your happiness like be happy you have to you have to just be happy like i feel like over the quarantine, I learned a lot about myself. And I think that I ultimately learned like what makes me happy, what doesn't make me happy. And like, you just have to, you just have to be happy. Like there's not like, 
like money's not going to buy that happiness. Like no job's going to help you like make that, you know, like you just have to be happy. If you're happy, like sleeping for 12 hours a day, go do that. Or if you're happy, like I said, going for a run, like go do that. Um, I think we just, you know, we get a certain amount of time, time to be ourselves and be on this planet. And, uh, I would say don't waste it by, you know, being sad and like being, you know, like try to, try to find what, what makes you happy and roll with it. Find your bliss. Leave it on some good vibes. Yeah. Leave it on some good vibes. All the vibes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Happy Thursday. Happy release. Happy Friday Eve. Yes. Yes, you're right. I'm so happy and get ready. Unforgettable comes out tomorrow. I can't wait for you all to hear it. Alrighty, yes. Tay. I'll talk to you soon. Alrighty. Yes. Thank you. Thank Bye. You so much for tuning into Lives. Sending good vibes your way. Your way.